In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. From small and humble beginnings, great things come. Back in the year 1947, the Brooklyn Dodgers baseball team drafted a couple of rookie baseball players. A third string catcher named Gil Hodges, an outfielder named Duke Snyder, and an infielder named Jackie Robinson. Very few people recognized the bright future that lay ahead for these three players. But Branch Rickey did. And he not only recognized the potential that these men had for the game of, for the game of baseball, but he also recognized the impact that they would make on society as well. But interestingly, the first year, these three players didn't have much of an impact on the game. They didn't, have, they didn't get a chance to play much. They were basically third stringers. And Jackie Robinson was a pariah on his team. And his teammates put together a petition to get him thrown off the team. And he constantly faced people who threatened to kill him and people who threw racial insults at him. But two years later, something interesting also happened. These players began to show the potential that Branch Rickey saw in them. And they started to do much better. And by the time Gil Hodges and Duke Snyder entered their career, they had a combined 777 home runs. And both of them were elected to the Hall, Baseball Hall of Fame. And Jackie Robinson became the first African American to play in the major leagues. He was a role model to many, and he too made it to the Hall of Fame. In our gospel lesson for today, Jesus gives us five parables that offer us a glimpse of the kingdom of God. It's interesting because a lot of times when we think of heaven, we have these images of winged angels playing trumpets and and we also think of clouds and bright lights and God sitting on a throne. But the image that Jesus gives us today is very different from that. Jesus tells us that the kingdom of heaven starts off very slowly, very small, in a very humble fashion. And the majority of people don't even recognize the importance when they first see it. But over time, it grows, and it reaches a point where it has a huge impact on people who come across it. It has a profound effect on humanity. The kingdom of God, as it grows in this world, it transforms the world. And the power of the kingdom which is the power of God, is at first hidden 
But over time, it is revealed and it impacts the lives of all people in the world. The kingdom of heaven is basically then like an invitation that the Lord offers to us to open our hearts for the action of God in our lives. It involves looking for the Lord's surprises and having the faith that what the Lord gives to us is good. The Lord calls us to have faith that the kingdom of heaven is already here and now. So with the, the kingdom of heaven that Jesus is talking about is not something that we receive after we die and leave this world, but it is something that we can receive here and now. It brings to mind the story of Abraham and the covenant that he made with God. On its face, the promise that the Lord made to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. On its face, it doesn't make sense. And for the average person, when they first hear this story, they say to themselves, how is it possible that God can fulfill this promise when Abraham is over 90 years old and his wife is around the same age and they don't even have a child? So is, how is he going to be the leader of a nation, the father of a great nation? But the thing is, the person who, who at first takes, looks at this and doesn't understand it, the reason why they fail to understand it is because they lack faith. They lack faith in their heart. They fail to acknowledge the fact that with God, all things are possible. It also brings to mind the nativity story of our Lord. Because the kingdom, of, the kingdom of heaven is found in humble places. And in that nativity story, as you recall, Jesus, baby Jesus is there lying in a manger in a feeding trough for animals. But the shepherds, when they come and see the baby Jesus, they worship him because they look at him with eyes of faith. They don't, they don't see him as a child lying in a, in a feeding trough. They see him as the king of kings and the lord of lords. And by looking into the eyes of this child, they can see how God has blessed this world by sending his son into this world. These men could tell that this was all part of God's plan of salvation, that through this child, all people will be blessed. And as we know, as we read the scriptures, we see how as the story develops, it develops really slowly, and people fail to recognize who Jesus is, and slowly over time, people gain a recognition of Jesus. They see his miracles. They see the, the good news. and they, they hear the good news of the gospel that he preaches. 
And finally, the, they witness his death on the cross and the resurrection. And they finally came, come to a recognition that Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of the world. And by his death, he has destroyed death. I think for us as Christians, it's important for us to have faith. And the Lord is calling us to believe in him, to trust in him. As I was preparing the sermon for today, it took me back to the time when I first felt the Lord's calling in my life to become a priest. And at first, I was very reluctant to say yes to the Lord's calling. I had other plans for my life. I wanted to become a psychologist. And I was already busy researching schools and getting ready to take the tests necessary to get into grad school. But the Lord came into my life and just messed everything up. And for a long time, I said, no, I didn't, I didn't want to become a priest. But now that I look back on what the Lord has shown me over the years, the, the way the Lord has taught me the love of his son, the people that he's brought into my life, the way that the Lord has grown closer to me over the years, when I think back on how stubborn I was, I, I, I want to kick myself. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't believe in the Lord. Why I didn't believe that by saying yes, the Lord will open doors to opportunities in my life that I never would have thought possible. That the Lord would show me things that I never would have thought possible. I fail to see that with God on my side, what do I have to fear? All things are possible. I want to close my sermon by reading a poem from Dwight L. Moody. And I think it, in many ways it summarizes what I'm talking about today and how our thinking oftentimes is very different than the Lord's thinking that we fail to recognize that even though we are weak, the Lord is strong. When God delivered Israel out of Egypt, he didn't send an army. We would have sent an army or an orator. But, Jesus, but God sent Moses, who had been in the desert for 40 years and had a speech impediment. It is weakness that God wants. Nothing is small when God handles it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.